Make sure all, okay, I see everybody in the chat. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I know this is an impromptu Saturday stream. I tried to stream early in the week. This week was just bad for me, child. It was bad. And then I was going to stream yesterday, but I was really tired. I wasn't feeling good. So I was like, you know what? Let me just sleep. I never want to come on YouTube if I can't give y'all all my energy. And um, as most of you guys know, I've been fasting and dieting. I'm on day 16. I'm very proud of myself. I'm going to keep going until the end of the month. So um, I feel good. Yes, I'm wearing like a yellow, goldish color. Thank you, guys. Y'all not barely wear yellow. I used to be very self-conscious of wearing yellow because I didn't think it looked good on darker skin. And then people were like, no, it looks nice when I did that little Kim video with all the colors. And y'all love me in yellow. So I ordered a few more yellow shirts. I used to never have, child, I had one yellow shirt. And that was for that little Kim video. So I ordered a few more that came. And I'm, I said, okay, this is cute. This is cute. So thank y'all so much. Um, and shout out to Emily. Uh, speaking of, of Emily, back in the summer for my birthday, she sent me these eyeshadow palettes because she knows I'm a Prince fan. I'm in Minneapolis. So she sent me this and um, I had used the purple one. I hadn't gotten a chance to use the black one yet. And I finally did. So that is what I am wearing on my eyes is the Prince palette. So thank you, Emily. Um, Child, who watched? Put a teacup in the chat if you got a chance to watch my Prince deep dive. I've gotten so much feedback, man, and I just really appreciate y'all. I am so glad people are liking it because it's hard to do a deep dive on somebody like Prince. Okay, he's an icon, and it's like, oh, Lord, don't let me ruin anything for Prince, you know? But I was just so happy with y'all's feedback because I was very nervous to do it. Um, and I wanted y'all to see Prince how I saw him, you know, as a revolutionary, very forward thinking, very spiritual, spiritually in tune, you know what I'm saying? A low key weirdo like myself, you know, we're just, we're big on energy. You know, we like being in the twin cities cause you know, the cold keeps the bad people away. Um, you know, I just have a lot of similarities with him and I know a lot of you guys found similarities as well. And I'm just so happy that people were able, can y'all not hear me? Somebody said there's no sound. Y'all can hear me, right? Y'all, yeah, y'all should be, if there's no sound, turn on your um, your computer audio or turn up your phone audio. I'm making sure y'all can hear me. Okay, good, I was nervous like, child, I'm about five minutes into the damn stream. Turn up your audio, cause everybody else can hear me. <laughs> so yeah, thank you guys so much. If you guys have, if you're a part of my Patreon or YT membership, if you missed the announcement, that was the deep dive for the month. It's going to be the six-year anniversary of Prince's death. So definitely make sure you check out the deep dive. It's about two hours long. It took me a good 48 hours straight to edit, you know, but I think it turned out good. So thank y'all. All seven and we'll watch them fall. Ding, ding. Standing away in love, we will smoke them all with an intellect. Let me stop for they turn off this damn stream. Y'all know how them, them music companies, honey. You, string, you sing a little bit too good, they're going to claim the whole video. So let me stop. 
But um, I'm glad y'all are here. Thank y'all for coming through. It's a lot to talk about. We're going to go ahead and get right on into it. Ah, uh, child. Mm. If you guys do not, we got to talk about this cash out situation. Okay. Now, I have been talking for a while about how a lot of people are using Instagram for trafficking. I be trying to warn these young girls, but y'all swept down. You know, people be hating and, you know, we're just jealous. Some of these dudes are sliding in your DMs, not because you that fly, but because they want you to go sell your ass, okay? And um, it looks like a lot of these struggle rappers, yeah, you know, child, he had a song um, a few years ago, but since then he's been struggling. So he found a whole new occupation, which is sliding into girls' DMs, him and his mother, nonetheless. And they're basically trafficking young girls all around Atlanta. This is a big story. Okay, um, he's looking at like 40 years and his mama grown as hell in her 50s is involved in the fuckery. So we're going to go ahead and break this down. Let me pull up my other screen here. Let me just. Okay, here we go. His name is Cash Out. I'm going to read to y'all some of this stuff. I'm going to play y'all the video as well. It's a mess. It's a mess. But that human trafficking is very, very real, y'all. Very real. And it's happening more and more with social media. Okay. So this is Cash Out. Um, he's been basically hit with 41 counts. 41 count indictment. So they're saying Cash Out has been indicted on charges of R, sex trafficking, and he was accused of luring women into prostitution. The 31-year-old Atlanta rapper, whose real name is John Michael Hakeem Gibson, developed a criminal enterprise with a convincing story to lure women, according to prosecutors. Um, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis says, the most troubling aspect of this case is that women who have been victimized and brutalized within our community by people who had a chance to do something else with their lives. Then they go on to say, some of the women are the most vulnerable women. He lured them let them believe that he cared about them and that he would take care of them only to flip the script and begin to pimp them out. Um, let's see here. They also go on to say the other defendants listed are his mother, Linda Smith, AKA Morenica Vinny, AKA mama cash out child. Don't go to her Instagram page, baby. Uh, she deleted that shit. I'm gonna have to pull that up for y'all. She deleted her Instagram page, but let me go ahead and play this news clip for y'all. Brush the page real quick here. My district attorney's office says human trafficking is a big priority for DA Fonnie Willis. And one reason is how much of it is going on in Metro Atlanta. And this case should serve as a warning to young women and their families about online invitations from strangers, big name rappers or not. The most troubling aspect of this case is that women have been victimized and brutalized within our community by people who had a chance to do something else with their lives. How many of these sex workers have been rescued? We've rescued two so far. 
Deputy Fulton County District Attorney Ernell Winfrey says, John Michael Hakeem Gibson is a successful musical artist who performs under the name Cash Out, as seen on YouTube. She says Cash Out has also been successful in cashing in on his celebrity to lure at least one of his young female victims unwittingly into a life of prostitution. Was he making cash of young women? He was making money, indeed. Ms. Winfrey says Cash Out is the figurehead of an organization at the focus of a 41-count indictment handed down in late March against him and five others. He's a very talented musical performer. Unfortunately, he didn't stay in that business, and he branched off to the business that finds him under indictment. Ms. Winfrey says Cash Out faces 13 counts, including racketeering, plus trafficking a person for sexual servitude, rape and aggravated sodomy that allegedly occurred in a hotel room on Fulton Industrial Boulevard, keeping a place of prostitution at a home on Alfred Avenue Northwest, both locations shown in evidence photos, and beating a second victim with a belt. He's accused, yes, of whipping a, um, a young lady who's a sex worker. Um, and... This was one of the girls that he had recruited. A defense document predating the new indictment said, quote, Gibson was allegedly arrested for a rape charge where he did not even have sexual intercourse with the alleged accuser. Concerning one sexual servitude charge, it maintains the alleged accuser has never been in servitude. He's facing a 25 to life crime. Ms. Winfrey says one of Cash Out's co-defendants is a John, a prostitution customer, accused of six counts, including rape and pointing a gun at the victim. She says another suspect pointed a gun at a second young woman in another incident parents and family members to be aware because one thing that we realize is that not just cash out but a lot of people are recruiting young women through social media now ms winfrey says gibson aka cash out has previously pled not guilty to many of these allegations but this new indictment adds new charges including the racketeering she says uh, minutes ago she said she that he's in jail uh, but to be clear, she says she has no reason to believe that he's left the music business. We have tried by cell phone and text to reach the lawyer we believe is currently representing Cash Out. Reporting live, downtown Atlanta, Mark Winnie. Okay, yeah, let me come back on the screen here. So that is Mr. Cash Out. Um, a lot of people remember the song once they started playing it. But um, it's, it's, it's real out here. The whole human trafficking, people, you know jumping into young girls dms and they're thinking oh i'm about to be a model or be in a music video or be a whatever and it ends up being you know a situation where they're luring them into a life of prostitution and so they were getting a lot of these girls off of instagram using his celebrity but his mama is also a low-key celebrity in the atlanta area she was also a rapper now i'm gonna show you a picture of the mother and I feel like when I see mothers who seem to be in competition with young girls in like their 20s and 30s, because this woman's clearly in her 50s, it, it, it always gives me like madam vibes. I get madam vibes from her. Let me, let me show y'all a picture of his mama child. I get madam vibes. Hopefully that ain't too racy. Give me a second, because I got a few pictures of her. That's his mama with the blue hair, the breast implants. There's also pictures of her. She got her ass done. You know, when I get, I get Madam vibes. I get that her and her son were probably using her son's celebrity, because she goes by the name on Instagram, Mama Cash Out. Again, using her son's celebrity 
Now, when I went to go look at her Instagram page, um, it was gone. Let me let me show y'all this here. So this is her current Instagram page. Sorry, page not available. <laughs> she deleted that shit quick, okay? So she got the hell up out of Instagram. But um, I believe her and her son were using their status in the Atlanta area because, again, everybody wants to be somebody in Atlanta. And she was using her son's celebrity and the fact that she's still modeling and doing, you know, showing off her body and all that stuff as a way to lure in young girls. Most of the victims were young black women. Um, let me see if I can find this other. I thought I had some other ones of her. But a lot of them were like, were young black women that were being lured. And this is very scary because again, this is happening more and more. And people don't realize like the whole prostitution thing, it's no longer going on on the street corner. This isn't the 80s and 90s like when we grew up, you know, the whole stroll. Everybody had a whole stroll in their neighborhood. If you lived in the hood, you knew the whole stroll and you made sure, you know, as a young girl, you stayed away from the whole stroll unless you was about that life, right? So there's no more whole stroll anymore. The whole stroll is Instagram. That is the, uh, what do you call it? The virtual whole stroll, right? So that's why I always tell y'all, stop envying everything you see on social media. All these girls with these bad bodies, red bottom shoes, the latest bag, the latest hairstyle. You don't know who they're having to fucking suck for half that stuff, okay? People bragging about being in Dubai. And we all hear about what goes on in there. You know, they're getting, you know, shitted on and all types of weird stuff, you know, and granted, a lot of them girls who go out there, at least they get paid. Most of these girls who are being trafficked, they're not even able to really enjoy their fruits of their labor. They're the ones doing all the fucking, but it's the pimps and the cash outs who are taking their money. You know what I'm saying? And who are giving them, you know, an allowance to dress them up and look good. And what a lot of them are doing as well is what a lot of parents, especially if you have daughters, need to understand is that sometimes you'll have a young girl who, let's say your daughter's 21, you know what I'm saying? She's finally able to get into the club because I have a lot of friends whose kids are not. Like, my kid's 21, but I have a boy, right? So, like, my friends' daughters, they're all 21 now. So sometimes we see them in the club and we be like, oh, shit, let's go to a different club. But um, what they're doing now is that they'll find another baddie, right? You know, 21, 22, 23, and you see this girl on Instagram, she's pretty, she has all the latest, you know, hairstyles and clothes and, you know, she's living this luxurious life. So then sometimes they'll send her in as the decoy. They call her like, it, the term for it is like the bottom bitch. They'll send her into your DMs and be like, oh my God, you're so pretty and we should hang out sometime and you know, I like your swag and stuff like that. So now your daughter's like, oh, my God, this badass chick from Atlanta. You know, I'm a little town, Tennessee. This bad chick from Atlanta slid in my DMs. And, you know, she's pretty popular. She has money. She's doing her thing. And she's inviting me to come down to Atlanta to come kick it for the weekend. Well, I'm grown now. You know what I'm saying? And um, you can't tell me no because I'm 21. I can leave and go do what I want to do. So now what they're doing is that they're taking a lot of these girls out of town. They're luring them down to big cities like Atlanta. Miami, and then you're getting down there thinking you about the party and, you know, just have a good time with this girl who's sitting in your DMs. And then she's basically telling you like, hey, you know, this is how I'm getting my money and you can do it too. You know, use what God gave you to make you some money. 
And then next thing you know, they're, they're, they're involved in human trafficking. And it happens that easy. It's that easy. Because again, everybody's so enamored by these highlight reels that we see on Instagram. You know, where we're just seeing what this person is showing off, but you don't know what they did to get to where they're at. So a lot of girls are being lured down in the big cities like Atlanta, Miami, you know, and then they have to still put up that facade on Instagram. Like, oh, I moved to Miami. I'm doing the damn thing. And then they start recruiting girls on behalf of some of these rappers and club promoters and stuff like that. So it's very real. You know, I talked about that. It was like a party. I did a video about this a few months ago back in Texas. It was like this huge party, all these girls. And this woman slid into my DMs and basically told me it was, the whole situation was a front for prostitution. It was a straight up ring, you know. And, you know, the madam, you know, I saw her page and everything else. And that's what they're doing. And what ends up happening is that a lot of those so-called madams like Cash Out's mom, they were doing the same thing back in their day, hoeing and fucking dudes for money and all types of stuff. So now because they're older, nobody's checking for them. Then what they do is that they start recruiting younger girls and then they pimp those younger girls out. So this is a really big thing. And, and people need to understand that this is going on. And it's not always like, you know, some weird guy um, in the club. You got a lot of rappers, people who hang with rappers, some people in their entourage who are also involved in this. And one thing about that, oh, yeah, don't forget Los Angeles. Thank you, Kelly Gutierrez. Yes, it is big in L.A. It is a big thing in L.A., you know, where a lot of these parties, a lot of those girls who go to those parties, granted, maybe some of them do want to, you know, come there to F a celebrity and have a groupie tell or two to talk about. But a lot of those girls are told that you're going to go to this celebrity house party in L.A. and you're going to fuck everybody there regardless, you know, and, and that's how it happens. You know, we, I did the Playboy documentary deep dive. Y'all saw how Hugh Hefner was doing the same thing. He was pimping out those girls to people like Bill Cosby and so many other people who were there at that mansion. And so we're all on the outside looking in thinking, oh, they're living their life. They're living the best life. They're in a mansion and, you know, they got butlers and maids and they can go anywhere. But then, you know, now we're finding out that everything that glitters is not gold. They were not living the life. They were being pimped out by Hugh Hefner. You know, so it's really sad how that is. And it's still going on. So young girls need to be aware of this, you know, and understand that this is going on and be very wary about people sliding into your DMs and trying to get you to come out of town. You know, yeah, it could be on the up and up or they could have you hoeing on OnlyFans, you know, so it's it's a lot of this stuff going on and I'm glad that it's being talked about. But again, it goes back to that whole anything for the bag mentality. I talked about a while ago when I talked about the Sukiana video. And this is another reason why I feel like this whole threesome thing is being put out there and being promoted by a lot of these top celebrities like Tiana Taylor and so many other people. And I talked about this a few months ago as well, that I feel like they're trying to normalize these threesomes because in that way, when um, these celebrities approach these young girls, they just think it's normal. You know, like, yeah, I should go back and go be with this couple. Not realizing that couple might be also trying to get you into human trafficking as well. Because... Again, a lot of this stuff was, you know, it wasn't taboo, but it just wasn't talked about. Like we knew people did threesomes back in the day and did all types of freaky shit. There's nothing new under the sun. 
But the fact that it's so casually talked about, you know what I'm saying, on the radio, on television, you know, I feel like that in itself is a grooming process for a lot of these young girls. So that way, when they're down in Atlanta, when they're in Miami, they don't really have their guards up to think that this is not really okay because it's being so normalized. So a lot of them end up getting into that type of life and they're thinking it's, oh, I'm, I'm just going to turn a quick trick. I'm about to just, you know, sleep with somebody for some money and it's all good. And then, yeah, it goes from, oh, well, just sleep with the homeboy. Just sleep with this rapper to the point where you're being pimped out all through the industry. And that shit takes a toll on you. Like I said, everybody, you know, if you're grown, you do what you want to do. But just understand why some of these damn 25-year-olds look like they're damn near 40. Because they've been ran through, drugged up, and, you know, pimped out. And it's sad. It's really sad. So just, just be very wary of that, that this is still happening. Um, Let's see here. Aerie 17 says, happy Saturday. I always appreciate the gems that you drop. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Thanks for coming through. Um, let's see here. I don't know why my, my uh, stream just turned really cool. It looks more blue now. It was a lot uh, brighter. I don't know. It just looks like really like a cool tone. Thank you, YouTube, for, you know, once again, playing with my lighting. Um, let's see here. Danielle Thomas says, yeah, I caught a live. Thank you so much for the super chat. Super chat, Danielle. Um, Alexandria sent $19.99. She says, hey, T, finally caught alive. I turned 24 on the 20th. I can't wait to relax and take time to appreciate your Prince deep dive. Love you. The yellow is gorgeous. Thank you so much. And definitely have a happy birthday and enjoy the deep dive video. Thanks for tuning in. Um, TJ sent 10 says, pray for NYC. It's a lot going on behind the scenes. Side note. That Prince deep dive was amazing. My mama cried. Oh, my gosh. A lot of people have told me they cried. My homeboy even texted me, was like, he got teary-eyed when he was watching the Super Bowl performance and when I was, like, showing the clips of the teacher strike in the 70s and what we're going through now with our kids, how nothing has really changed. A lot of people said they cried during the documentary. Like, I didn't expect that. But thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Yup says, I love it. I thought it was going to be about DMX. Okay, you were the one who left that comment. You was like, yeah, DMX deep dive. I was like, ma'am, click the link. <laughs> Wrong person. But I did have DMX in the deep dive, so it kind of worked out. You got a two for run. But maybe I'll do one on DMX soon. But thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Thriller525 says, T, I love your commentary. I don't know if you talked about it before, but are you going to watch Young, Famous, and African? It's really good on Netflix. Go off. Happy Easter. Stay blessed. Thank you and happy Easter to everybody. Tomorrow's Easter. You know what I'm saying? God has risen. God has risen indeed. Okay. So I'm definitely excited for tomorrow. Um, I have not watched it. I heard about it, but I have not watched it yet. I'm going to have to check it out. I've been watching Black Ink Compton, Black Ink New York. I finished Bel Air and now I'm watching Abbott Elementary. I started that yesterday. So I've been binge watching a bunch of stuff. So I need to watch that next. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Brian Gilmore says, hey, T, hello from the UK. Hey, Bryant. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Nene says, looking good in yellow, T. I've been wanting to see that Prince video. Where can I find it? It's on Patreon. It's on the YouTube membership, and it's on Discord. So I, any of my deep dives, they're always on my paid sites because those are what people pay for. So they're always on those sites, all of them. Or on there, the Astro World, the 
Friends, the Playboy, the Omnicron. It's, it's another one I did. I can't remember, but they're all on there. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Jay says, we also need to realize the dangers of it won't happen to me, only other people mentality. You have to be guarded out there. Yes, that is so true. You know, or people who think, well, not my child. And it could very much be your child. So, yeah, you're very right about that. So thank you. Um, Donna Dash says, I'm a model signed to a label. That way you're not being scammed by people. Then work on other brands. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, definitely get signed to a legitimate modeling agency. Um, but even in legitimate modeling agencies, you know, things can go awry. You know, things can happen. So you just always have to just use your gut instinct. And if something doesn't feel right, get yourself out of that situation. Um, let's see here. Kiki Q says, hey, T, you look amazing in yellow. I still need to watch the Prince Deep Dive and Abbott Elementary is hilarious. Yeah, I watched the first episode and I really like it. So I'm I'm ready to binge watch it. So thank you. Um, Asia Caroline sent 1989 says, are you ready for the House of Dragons? Yes, I am. Okay. Y'all know I'm team Game of Thrones. I'm definitely ready. I can't wait till it comes back on. I love it. I'm I'm still like, I still go back every now and then when I can't sleep and I'll just pick a random episode of Game of Thrones and just watch it till I go to sleep. So yeah, I'm definitely ready for House of Dragons. So thank you. So um, I wanted to talk to y'all about that, about the whole cash out situation. So folks were aware. Um, and this was, this was another picture I found of the mom. Let me show y'all this real quick. I just thought it was very interesting. Let me let me show y'all this. Uh, you know, everybody's tin hat should be tingling. That is her with Steven Tyler Aerosmith. How you doing? I seen that and I was like, very interesting energy. We all know what he's been involved in. Need to do a deep dive on his ass. <laughs> but yeah, I seen that picture and I was just like, Okay. Interesting. That's Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, for y'all who don't know. Mm-hmm. And he's been involved in a lot of stuff. Somebody says, is that true that Naomi Campbell is a madam? I don't know, but I know that she was hanging with Jeffrey Epstein in the 90s. She don't like talking about that. Anytime he goes viral, she, she disables her comments. <laughs> Um, okay, let me go ahead. I want to talk about the next topic. We got to talk about this whole situation that's going on with Toby. Toby Obumseli and Courtney Taylor. So a lot of people wanted me to hit on this topic. Um, I talked about this on Instagram. We posted all week. There was some weirdo that tried to like come off xenophobic. And I, I just, I don't understand the xenophobia that I'm seeing on social media. It, it's starting to, like, it's, to me, I'm, I'm starting to put you on the same box as racist people at this point. Because the xenophobia is, like, really disgusting that I'm seeing. Um, the person tried to come at me sideways on TikTok, of all places, and was like, oh, I see you not doing no video on Toby. That's because you Nigerian and you trying to cover up for him. Bitch, what is your, what are you talking about? You goofy bitch. 
We drug his ass on Instagram. I don't have to run to do a live stream or a video when you call me to do one. I do one when I'm good and ready to do a video. I don't have to sit here and cover up for this man because he's Nigerian. Like, I don't understand, like, the xenophobia to me is just, like, so stupid. You know, it's like all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm everything but a child of God. But when y'all need me to talk about real topics that affect black people, then I'm the voice. So, you know, make, make it make sense. Pick a side. But anybody coming at me with the xenophobia, you're just going to be blocked. I'm just blocking you at that point because it's not cool because I'm not xenophobic. I don't say things to disrespect people and their background and their ethnicity. So I'm not going to have it on my channel. So, yeah, it just didn't make any sense because I didn't do a video. As soon as this broke, I was covering up for him. But if y'all seen on my Instagram, people were mad at me because I was like, shit, this ain't my damn fight. He needs to go ask all these Beckys that he was uplifting to go fight for him. T, you're mean. Uh-uh. He died. That ain't cool. That is my opinion. So I've been talking about it on Instagram. I just hadn't done a live all week. So, but we're going to talk about it now. <laughs> Somebody said, who's Toby? We're going to talk about it now. So let me go ahead and pull up my Instagram page where I've been talking about it all week. Um, let's start from the beginning. Let me share my screen real quick here. Okay, so this is the man that was killed by his white girlfriend, Courtney Taylor. Okay. His name was Christian Toby Obamselli, and he was reportedly stabbed to death by his girlfriend, Courtney Taylor. Police are calling the incident a domestic dispute. Taylor is being held for a mental evaluation. According to officials, the Miami police officers arrived at one Paracito luxury building um, in Edgewater after receiving a report that a man was stabbed in that location. When they arrived at the scene, they found the 27-year-old male victim. He was taken to a local Miami hospital where he was later pronounced dead. Okay. So this is the two, this is a couple. Um, so these were some of her friends speaking. It says, it seems as though this story is being silenced at Courtney Taylor killed her boyfriend Christian. Obumsali, um, Obumseli, Sunday night in Miami, in her Miami apartment. She's been a baker, acted so the news can't release her name. It's not confirmed whether or not she killed him in his sleep. So that was like some of their friends blasting him. I mean, blasting her, excuse me. So this is her OnlyFans Instagram page. So I found her page. We posted man, pictures. Tonight, a man asked me, So hold on. Damn. Before I play her talking, I want y'all to listen to the type of woman Courtney is, okay? And then I'm going to play the news clip. I have other more updated news clips because this was like seven days ago. Brand new to ask me, Cole, would you put a bong up your hole and smoke it? <clears throat> so this is why I need to read questions before I uh, read them out loud. Um, no. I would, I don't know how you could do that, but I think starring Sala said, how old is she? I am 25. Do you need a boyfriend? No, you don't. Summer plans are, so I've been out of the gym for like three months. My booty is kaput okay is gone it's fucking gone so but look hold up let me show you 
Ask me a thing. I guess like the light is not giving it to me, but like I got like a good little waist now. I got great abs right now. My butt just like disappeared. So summer plans, building my butt back up so I can be myself again. <laughs> Cause I don't have a shelf anymore, guys. Like I honestly don't. I don't. It's like angles, you know. Okay. So let me remind you that that stream was after she killed him. She went right back to her OnlyFans and was just talking just as casually as if her man hadn't gotten killed. So people were digging on Twitter and they found some of the things that good old Toby was writing. And this was back in 2011, 2013, 2012. But we're going to get to some other things. So he wrote in 2011, I want a white girl. Hashtag help. Then he wrote, LOL, I can teach a white girl a little bit about African culture. Then he wrote, when the beautiful white girls, hashtag eight at plan at Plano East, I don't know what that means, wear yogas and tights. I guess it turns them on. Then he says, white girls wearing white booty shorts everywhere. Now that's what I like. Then he says, I love white people. Shit. Me too. Go girl. Then he says, the way black girls disgrace themselves on TV. Then he says, once again, I'm tired of these black girls in my government class. So that is the, that is basically the tweets that people found that pissed a lot of people off because he was saying a lot of disparaging things about black women and it was not okay. So now on top of that, um, what else? It's, it's so much shit with this case. It's ridiculous. There's updates on the case. Okay. His brothers. Okay. Let me, let me hit on that. His brother came out to speak about everything too, because a lot of black women were like, this is not our fight. He was praising white women and white girls. And people were saying, well, those tweets are old. He was young. He was in high school. But people were saying that he was still retweeting bullshit even as recently as a few months ago. There was still, you know, like just derogatory things about black women. He was still retweeting them. So there's really no excuse. Let me go ahead and put, put this into the stream here. That was after they had found her stabbed. She had blood on. I'm trying to find the one with the siblings. Because they came and they were speaking. Oh, let me show y'all this first for the siblings. Watch this. I'm Courtney Taylor, and I do OF for a living. Only fans. You've got like a million followers or something? Two million. Damn. Yeah. You look like the type of girl that only dates like rich guys. Is that true? No, that's not true. I only date black guys. Especially black guys. Especially black guys. Let me clarify. I only date rich black okay, guys. Okay, rich black guys. There we go. <laughs> and you know, so you know you're toxic. Yeah. You can tell she likes black guys. <laughs> it's like especially black guys. For all you watching, I'm with it. Do you like to be fully controlled or do no. you? I like to be submissive. Pretty, yeah, in the bedroom. Yes. Like in my life, I don't like anybody to tell me what to do. So you only want them to tell you what to yeah. do in the bedroom. Other than that, you don't want them to tell you anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's exactly it. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> so that sounds like you're a control freak with your relationships. Be oh, careful with this one. She's going to boss you around like exactly. ah, sweet toxicity. So you only date rich black guys. All right. So now let me pull up the clip with those siblings. So we kind of get an idea of the type of chick Courtney is, right? One of the clips. Okay. This was the one. So this is what his siblings had to say. They came out and the family says, as a family, we strongly disagree. Hold on, turn on the screen. Okay. As a family, we strongly disagree with the ignorant, repulsive tweets from my then high school age brother that have recently surfaced. However, the tweets do not diminish our demand for a thorough investigation into Toby's murder or negate the necessity for justice. It's been a week since my brother was brutally and senselessly killed. Courtney Taylor Clancy's callous actions have not been met with an ounce of remorse. We've seen video of Courtney kissing her dog while covered in what we believe to be my brother's blood and casually getting drinks at a hotel bar days later while my brother lays in the morgue. Mm. Then they say the bottom line is inextricably clear. Courtney is being treated differently because of her privilege as a wealthy white woman. Within 24 hours following Toby's death, the detective on the case prematurely concluded that this was not a crime of violence, but the information provided is is deficient and the lack of transparency strongly suggests foul play is involved. Courtney acknowledged that Toby did not have weapons. She has no injuries to support her story of intimate danger. Um, Additionally, Courtney still has yet to explain exactly what happened leading up to Toby's murder. We have every reason to believe that his death was a result of unwarranted and unprovoked violence. We want to see justice served. Then they're going to say, with family, you may not agree with every action or statement made, but it is my duty to zealously fight for my brother. No family should have to go through what we're experiencing. We have a long legal battle ahead of us to ensure that justice is served. I need your support. My family needs your support. We cannot do this without the community. God bless you all. Jeffrey Ombumseli. Hashtag justice for Christian. So that is what the family had to say. And while I feel bad, you know, I don't think anybody, I don't think, you know, this doesn't justify him being killed because he's a, you know, he's being disrespectful on social media. But for the family to now seek the help of the black community, meaning not just the African-American community, but also the African community, because we're all black at the end of the day, um, to me, it's kind of rich. Like at this point, no, y'all need to go get justice for Courtney, for your brother, but it's not black women's fight. And it's not the black community's fight because the way he acted like he didn't even like, you know, other black people. Most of his friends that I saw him with, well, he was mainly with white folks. He didn't hang with a lot of black people. He didn't even hang along, hang around a lot of Nigerians. So it seemed like he was trying to really assimilate more into white culture. So to me, it should be the white folks fighting for him and fighting for his justice. Now, they're saying that basically this was some type of self-defense. And even white Julia Fox came to Courtney's defense. You know, hoes are the same, you know, birds of a feather got to fly together, honey. These hoes got to have each other's back. Nobody was even asking Julia, but here she comes. 
Miss Dominatrix, and you know, I was doing all types of sexual shit to Kanye. So let me show y'all this is what Julia had to say about the situation as if she was there. So Julia Fox says this sounds like self defense. <laughs> so she's already, you know what I mean? She didn't waste no time coming to her OnlyFans sister's defense. You know, it's basically, it sounds like self-defense. So now this is the, the update on this case. Let me go ahead and show y'all the update. Because it sounds like Courtney might be getting off because the neighbor, while the friends are saying they've never seen him be violent towards her, of course, you're not going to really see him wilding out in front of the friends. They've seen her violent towards him. But the neighbors saying that they've seen him hitting her. You know, they were having all types of fights. The police were being called constantly to that apartment. So to me, it sounds like there's a lot of ghetto shit going on. You know, if you're going to get with a white girl, you shouldn't be going through all this. I'm just saying, you know, he keeps saying that black women are ghetto, they're ratchet, they're this and that. But it sounds to me like the, the ratchet one was his, was his white girlfriend. She sounds very ratchet, so much so that she stabbed him. So let me go ahead and share this video with y'all. So now they're asking, was it self-defense? I have two of them. Let me play this one first. This is where the neighbor talks. Tonight, there are many unanswered questions after a stabbing death in Miami. A man allegedly killed by his own girlfriend. So why hasn't she been charged? Local 10 Sinella Sibovic, live with details on this. Sinella. The big question is here, was this done in self-defense? Miami police investigators say that this is an ongoing and very active investigation. Meantime, we spoke with a group of friends that knew this couple very well, and they detail a rocky relationship. It's just heartbreaking. Everyone is just so devastated. This trio was very close to 27-year-old Christian Obamselli and his girlfriend, who they've identified as 25-year-old Courtney Clenny, an OnlyFans model and Instagram influencer. So when police reported that Obamselli was fatally stabbed by Clanny on Sunday inside their Miami apartment, the friends were left speechless. They portray a very violent relationship at the hands of only one person. I've seen her hit him. I've never seen him hit her. Officers say there was a struggle before Obamselli was stabbed in the shoulder. He died at the hospital. Investigators are still trying to figure out what happened and if Clenny acted in self-defense. From what we've personally experienced between the both of them, we believe that like Christian wouldn't put her in a position where she would need to stab him to protect herself. One neighbor who tells me that he has a very clear view of the couple's apartment said a week before the stabbing, things were off and that Clenny was the one getting physically abused. I could not tell if it was open-handed or close-handed, but he was swinging at her. Police say in the past three months, they've responded to multiple disturbance calls at the couple's apartment. Their mutual friends are still trying to process what went wrong. Even though that we really lost Christian only, it feels like we also lost Courtney at the same time because we didn't think that this is this is as far as it would have gone. And following the stabbing, Clenny was detained. She was brought here to the police department for questioning. And during that process, she was threatening to kill herself. So officers took her to the hospital where she was Baker active. As it stands at this moment, she has not been charged. That's the latest here from Miami. Let me play the next one here. It is emerging after a deadly stabbing. A man was found dead and his girlfriend 
found covered in blood. Local 10's Alex Finney live in Miami, where loved ones of the man who died are demanding answers. Alex. And Louie, they are demanding just that. You know, this is a really disturbing story. Was this self-defense or was it not? That is what investigators are looking into at this time. But nonetheless, you said it there. You have family that is just grieving and they are just waiting for answers. New video from TMZ showing a bloody 25-year-old Courtney Clenny moments after the Instagram model's boyfriend, 27-year-old Christian Abumseli, was stabbed to death inside their Miami apartment. Friends have said the relationship was violent at the hands of one person, Courtney. I've seen her hit him. I've never seen him hit her. One neighbor sees it the other way. I can't tell if it was open-handed or close-handed, but he was swinging at her. Officers say there was a struggle before Abunseli was stabbed in the shoulder. He died at the hospital. My brother was a, he was a, he was, he was so caring. Friday, we heard from his family who flew in from Houston, Texas. We finally told our 93 year old grandmother that her grandson who was expected to come home to Texas to visit for his 28th birthday will no longer or ever be returning home. Investigators are still trying to figure out if Clenny acted in self-defense. Police have responded to disturbance calls at the couple's apartment before. Clenny's attorney did tell Local 10 in a statement that clearly none of this was intended and Courtney is struggling mentally with the aftermath of what occurred that evening. This is a tragedy for all involved, but it was not criminal conduct. Courtney was defending herself and the investigation will reveal exactly that. And the victim's family did meet with the state attorney's office today as the investigation into all of this remains ongoing. For now, that's the very latest live in Miami. Okay, let me come back on the screen, y'all. So that is the latest. I mean, the, the whole situation to me is a mess. Now, let me say this. I've said this from day one. I don't care who people date. I have no issues with interracial dating. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you want to date white men, Latina men, Asian men, white women, Asian women, whatever. That is your business. But what I've always had an issue with, that I've always said on this channel, is just because you're dating outside of your race does not mean then you then have the right to tear down your own race. And I don't respect people who do that. I don't care if you're male or female. I don't care because you're dating, you know, trailer trash John. Now this said, no, that's why I only date, you know, white guys because black guys ain't shit. You know, or all black people are this, this and that. Like it shouldn't be like that. And it seems like we're the only race. Once we get with somebody from a different race, all of a sudden we have to knock our own. How come other races can literally date outside their race, but they don't knock their own women? They don't knock their own men. It's only in our race that we see this stupid shit. As soon as a, a, a black guy is not all, of course, gets with a white girl, then all of a sudden black women ain't shit. They're all ghetto. They're all this and that. His own white friends. He only hung. I'm not saying he only hung with white people, but these only ones talking. The, and when I seen a lot, a lot of the pictures on his social media, it's all white folks he's hanging with. Even his own white friends were saying that the girlfriend was putting hands on him. Well, hold on, brother. You sat there and said that black women were ghetto. These women were making it. You couldn't even focus in your government class. They were so ghetto. But yet and still, this is the type of white woman that you chose to be with. One who's actually who's out here selling pussy. Let's keep it real. Selling pussy on OnlyFans. OK, that's what she's doing. Having conversations about her bunghole while you're laying in the damn morgue. OK, and then got the nerve to be putting hands on you. So you see how people will put up with certain things. 
based on that other person. So because she's fly and you feel like she's a, you know, a, what you call like, you know, a statue. That's something that you could put on a pedestal because she's, you know, an Instagram chick. She has a following. So you feel like you came up being next to her. You leveled up. That is your trophy. But meanwhile, your trophy had no respect for you because she's putting hands on you in front of your own friends. So much so that your trophy killed you. But you want to disrespect your own. And then I see a sister up there, beautiful Nigerian woman. You know what I'm saying? Gorgeous. So you have beautiful black women in your family, but you want to sit here and say that all black women are this and all black women are that. I just, I don't respect it. I can't co-sign that. I don't care what his background is. That's BS. And my thing is, another thing I also noticed, the family put up a GoFundMe. Now I'm confused because every picture I see of him and Courtney, Hell, they're dressed better than, than most people. Fendi, okay, uh, Balenciaga. I mean, he, he be dressed to the gods. They both do. There's some other pictures. Let's see if I can find There's a, There was like another picture. But y'all see the Fendi bathing suit, the Louis Vuitton headband, Fendi shorts. You know, he's always dressed really dapper. You can see here, definitely, you know, he dresses very nice. So I'm confused as to what is the GoFundMe for? So for years, him and the white girl spent their time on South Beach flossing Fendi and Gucci and Prada, but now in death, they don't raise $60,000. Well, why? When he acted like, you know, black folks were so beneath him and, you know, he's living the life and he's in a penthouse and this and that. So you mean to tell me that this, this rich you know, black man and his rich white model, they didn't have they didn't think to have any type of life insurance. Again, the facade of social media, people will show you a highlight reel of their life and make you feel like your your you know, your life ain't all that. Like, what am I doing wrong? He got a bad bitch. They're walking around in Fendi shorts. She got a Fendi outfit on. Meanwhile, she's putting hands on him and fucking other people. That's why I say I don't be jealous of nobody's relationship because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And everything that glitters is not gold. So while he's trying to project something onto social media and make it look like he got this badass chick and this trophy, you know, girlfriend, behind the scenes, obviously there was a lot of messed up stuff behind the scenes. So instead of you, if you want to sit there and denounce black women and say that black women are horrible and this and that, well, why didn't you get the upper echelon of white women? Because to me, her selling ass on OnlyFans and having a following, that doesn't build, that doesn't mean that she has moral character. Because you seem to have issues with people being ratchet on television. They're literally on television being ratchet. That bothered him. But you're not, you have no qualms about the woman that you're sleeping with being ratchet online and you know, talking to her OnlyFans people, you know, in sexual manners and selling ass. That's okay though. That's not ratchet. But people acting around television, that, that's where you cut the cake. That's where you draw the line. That just doesn't make any sense to me. I can see if you want to disrespect your own, but now you're dating a dentist. You're dating a doctor. You're dating a top lawyer. Now you're with the OnlyFans model who sells pussy on the side. So no, I, this is just some nonsense. This is, it's sad. Like I said, it's sad he lost his life, but I'm not about to sit here and march and, you know, uh, that's why I said the girls who were filming her, there's a video, there was some black girls, they caught her at the hotel and they was filming her and chasing her. You know, like, oh my God, what are you doing here? 
I said, y'all don't let that bitch eat in peace and let the police do their job. Like, I wouldn't have filmed anything because at the end of the day, their behavior is something he would have condemned. Y'all are filming her. Y'all are being ghetto in this high-end hotel. He would have condemned their behavior. Let me see if I have it. I think this is it right here. All videotape. Yep, this is it. I got it. Let me show y'all this. He'd have, he'd have definitely condemned this. I'll videotape her. Right now, she, yeah, you should go. Yeah, you should go. Because you just killed your boyfriend. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I'll videotape her. Right. So this is my comment I wrote last week. I don't even know if it's up here. I'll be having a bunch of comments. But, you know, he was trying to go back and forth with me about it. But I don't care. I said what I said. Like, for me, I don't even feel like they really should even been filming her. Because at the end of the day, it's let the police do their job. You know what I'm saying? And if they find her guilty of murder and they're saying that it's not self-defense and they're going to do what they got to do. But that just shows you how much she doesn't care. Your boyfriend is literally in the morgue. I don't even think they had his funeral yet. She's jumping on OnlyFans. Like the family says, she's kissing the dog on the mouth. Just weird shit. Now you're at this high-end restaurant with your daddy about to grab a drink. So like no shame, not even, no shame whatsoever. Like, I mean, if I'm just assuming that, you know, God forbid if I was ever in that position, y'all would not see me. I'd be hiding in my bedroom with the, with the curtains drawn tight. Not back on the ground like, hey, y'all, what's up, OnlyFans? So her character and the way she's behaving, not even acting like she's mourning the death of this man, no shame whatsoever, says a lot about her character. And like the old saying goes, if you show me your friends, it will tell me your real character. So her character also screams a lot about his mentality and his character. And I'm not saying he deserved death. Nobody deserves death for typing some shit on Instagram. It is what it is. A lot of people damn troll. What I'm saying is that people need to make better choices. And what about this woman's character was so great? To me, she was nothing but a trophy. She was a token. She's literally on a podcast talking about she only dates rich black guys. And you know what I'm saying? That's all she dates. And she'll be submissive in the bedroom. Everything about her is just simply sexual. That's all I get from her. But... You're so quick to down your own and uplift her. And to me, she just comes off like trash. Even in your death, this woman, even she doesn't have any type of sorrow. She ain't reached out to the family. She hasn't even told the family what happened. And I'm sure the family has met her. So you're not even calling the family saying, well, we got into an argument. He hit me first. I was like nothing. Almost like he didn't even exist. So, yes, the family should pursue charges. The family needs to keep their foot on the police investigation's neck. Not on our necks. We ain't got nothing to do with that. Keep your foot on the Miami Department of Police. Keep your foot on their neck. Because as far as the black, you know, black women and a lot of people in the black community, no, they're, they're not marching for this case. And everybody's saying, oh, well, those tweets were old. Like I said, I get that they were old. But it says a lot about his mentality and his character, even that young. Okay? And you got to watch the type of energy that you put out there. You're so quick to disrespect your own. And being, you know, he's Nigerian. 
We believe in the ancestors and things like that. So being that you're so quick to disrespect your own, you think the ancestors was rocking with that? With the energy he was putting out there, the shit that he was saying? Absolutely not. You're disrespecting your own. You don't know you could have literally invited that fucking demon into your life because you're disrespecting your own people. Because like I said, it's not like he got with a white girl with some type of, you know, moral character. Or who was doing something besides, you know, selling ass and flossing on Instagram, very vapid and very shallow and putting hands on him. So I just I just don't respect it. I don't respect it at all. And the fact that he was still retweeting stuff, even in 2020 and 2021, yeah, he may not be saying it now because he's older and he's matured from 2011, 2012. But when you're still retweeting something, you feel that way. That's why you're retweeting it. And again, please show me the tweets of young white boys, young Latino boys, where they're on social media. I don't care if they were, you know, younger, where they're disrespecting their own. Now, we might go through their old tweets and find some racist tweets. We've seen that. But show me the tweets where they're saying, oh, all Latino women ain't shit. All I want is a black woman or all I want is a white woman. I hate Latino women. Please show me those tweets from young Latino boys. Please show me those tweets from young Asian boys who date interracially, where they disrespect their own culture, women from their own culture. You're not going to find it. Sadly, you only see in the black community where we will sit here, even black women will sit there and go in and talk shit about black men once they start dating interracially. It's a sickness. It's a self-hate. And I don't condone self-hate. I don't give a damn what your background is. We can have the same ethnicity. You know, I'm assuming he's Igbo, you know, regardless. I don't agree with his moves. He didn't deserve death, but I can't, you know, there's, I'm not, you know, I'm not about to lose sleep over it. The girlfriend ain't even losing sleep over it. She's living her best damn life. Child. Let me go ahead and read these super chats. Let's see here. Um, JoJo said, I can't believe I caught a live first super chat. Been following for a couple years now. You always deliver balanced points of views. Love it. Thank you so much, JoJo. Thanks for coming through. Uh, Shannon G sent $20. Thank you, Shannon. Appreciate you. Andre B says, people always want to have me doing stuff when you go live. I'll catch the parts that I miss. Stay safe. Thank you so much. Um, Jesse Adams says, she showed all her cards and he still picked her. That's on him, but rest in peace. Thank you for the super chat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like To me, it shows she has no moral character. Very low vibrational. To the point where the woman is, and I don't care what race it is, to a point where a female is putting her hands on you as a man in front of your friends, tells that that woman has no respect for you. It's no different than a man putting his hands on a woman in front of people, tells me that man has no respect for you to the point that he would even do that in front of other people. So it tells you how she viewed him. And he just waved it off. Maybe that should have been the signal that he needed to get about that situation. Because the point is she's putting hands on him in front of people. He should have been broke that off. Let's see here. Uh, Shannon sent another 20. She says, I love everybody. I love us black women, especially when we're on one page on code. Excellent job, black women. Those that are our allies, we see and appreciate you. Thank you all. 
Thank you for the super chat. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Joe sent uh, some money. She says, T, happy Saturday. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for coming through. Um, bye. Madiba says, someone said he's on the other side. Like, see, the white girl poked me only once. A black girl would have kept going and would have even ignored the dog. Oh, my gosh. Y'all are a mess. Thank you for sending some money. Um, in Zar Money, I appreciate you. Thank you, sis. Um, Therapy Green sent $100. She says, hey, T, just stopping by to say hello, show support, and thanks for all your hard work, especially on the deep dive videos. I can't wait to watch the playback at work tonight. Thank you so much for the $100 Super Chat, sis. I really appreciate you. And thank you so much for the support and coming through today. So thank you. Have a happy Easter. Um, Sweet Angel sent 10 says, where are the black men who date white women not protesting for him? I'm not sure. And I think some of the ones who are upset um, by some black women's reactions, I think they're upset because, you know, they probably see themselves in his shoes. And it's like, damn, is she is is my white queen going to turn on me? You know, because I don't understand what they don't understand about why people are upset and not co-signing the nonsense and just saying, you know what, we we send our condolences, but yeah, we're not we're not standing behind this. You know, the disrespect is you know it's just too much, especially on social media. It's too much disrespect towards black people in general, black women especially, and people are tired of it. Um, let's see here. Melinda Susan says, love you, T. His family needs to call the white Nubian queens and the manosphere community for support who have gone radio silent. Mm. So they're quiet, too, huh? That's interesting. Thank you for the super chat. Um, 40 Shorty says, saving my energy for Lawrence Smith Fields. Thank you, lovely T, by the way. Absolutely love your deep dives. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you're loving the deep dive videos. Thanks for the super chat. Uh, Donna Das says, upper class white women will never, ever touch a black man. Let's be real, T. The white women value are reserved for, hold on, the white women of value are reserved for white men. If she could get white men, she already would. Mm, that's very interesting. That is very interesting. Because if she was really upper class, she would not be on a podcast talking about she only goes for rich Black guys, because she knows those are the type of guys who will fawn over her because for them, she's a trophy. But for a white guy who's handling his business, who's upper echelon, he won't look at her twice. He'll fuck her. Don't get me wrong. She's she's bad. She's cute. Got a cute little shape. Oh, he'll definitely smash. But she's not he's not marrying her and bringing her to the family reunion. No, she's just a bust down. So I get what you're saying. Thank you. Thank you for the super chat. That's a really good point. Um. Let's see here. Chi-Chi, the ninja babe, hey, <laughs> says, let's see here. Um, she says, T, but you protested for George Floyd and he robbed a pregnant black woman and stole from her. Do you take back fighting for him? Do we take back fighting for him because he hated black women too? Um, I fought for him because the shit happened in my city and my city was affected. Now, did I ever condone the things that he did, the people that he robbed? No. Did I make him a martyr? No. You better go check some of my posts because I've also called out George Floyd and the things that he did in his past as well. But at the end of the day, I'm going to ride with my city. And if my city's burning, I'm definitely going to be there and I'm going to protest against whatever is going on. So after a while, it didn't, George, George Floyd was like the spark that started everything, but it was way bigger than George Floyd. But you'd have to be from the Twin Cities to understand that. 
So we're not going to sit here and confuse apples to oranges, okay? I still don't stand behind them. But if you want to as a Nigerian woman and stand behind Toby, you're more than welcome to. But this Nigerian woman, I'm not. So it's that simple. Um, let's see here. Rue, Ellie sent $10. Thank you so much for the super sticker. Appreciate you. Jesse Adams says, this reminds me of the guy from Fresh and Fit saying similar stuff about black women while dating the same type of women they dislike with a different skin tone. Trash happens in all races. Yes, I agree. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, thank y'all in the chat because y'all know I hold people all the way accountable. You know what I'm saying? So, but I had no problem reading her chat. But like I said, I'm not, I'm not that Nigerian chick. I'm not just about to just ride with something just because it got to make sense. And this whole situation to me was sloppy. This is something he could have prevented. Okay. George Floyd could not prevent the police officer standing on his neck, regardless of what he did in the past. That was some to compare that is stupid. Like he could not have the he could have prevented this situation. He could have got out of this situation, especially when she was putting hands on him and everything else. Obviously, the situation was going to escalate. But because he was so infatuated with her, he didn't think she was going to turn on him. So like I said, you can cry Nigerian tears for him. I'm not. Uh, let's see here. Oh, shit, my sis, Monique Lowell sent $299. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. You look out every stream, honey. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming through, sis. Happy Easter, too. Um, let's see here. Jesse Adams says this. Oh, OK. I read that already. Um, yeah, but I agree with what you're saying, Jesse, that when it's trifling women of other races, when they're doing trifling, low vibrational stuff, it's seen as cute. It's spicy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, chili peppers and everything else. It's always seen as cute, just like when Blueface's baby's mother, the Mexican one, was busting out windows and everything else. Oh, she's spicy. But let that have been a black woman doing the same thing. She's ratchet. You need to leave her. She ain't shit. She's ghetto. But those same traits in somebody else of a different race, it's always seen as cute. Trust me, if he was dating a black woman and that black woman put hands on him in front of his friends, Oh, relationship would have ended. Relationship would have ended. But because it was a white girl, oh, she's just she's just being spicy. She's just, you know, testing, you know, she's just testing the waters. People will have all types of excuses when they're in interracial relationships. I've noticed that. They will have all types of excuses. And that goes for men and women in interracial relationships. Not all of y'all, but some of y'all. There's certain things that y'all will let other people that you're dating outside of your race get away with that you would never allow a black man to get away with, or you would never allow a black woman to get away with. And that's sad. That's sad. Uh, let's see here. Miss J says she will move on to the next rich black man. Sure will. You see, she turned on that OnlyFans um, camera. She had no problem jumping on that shit the next day. Makes no sense. Um, Jaquia Dixon says, just showing love. Thank you for the 1999. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, Myra Rodriguez said 999 says, I never understand how men can talk bad on women of their own race when their mothers, their sisters, their grandmothers share the same race is disrespectful. Yes, Myra, it is. And like I said, we all saw his sister. She's gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? She's gorgeous, articulate, well-spoken. So it's like, don't you feel dumb 
to sit and paint all black women in one brush when you have a beautiful black sister in your family, you know what I'm saying, who I'm sure probably has a degree, has herself together, but you're constantly going in at black women like that. I don't know. That's just, to me, it just boils down to self-hate when I see people do that. It's just really sad. Um, but thank you for the super chat, sis. Let's see here. Emmy Camus says, yay, this is my first super chat. I've been wanting to do this. I love you, auntie. You have been such a blessing in my life. Love from Kenya via Switzerland. Thank you so much and very nice to meet you. I'm glad you're able to come through and send a super chat. Thank you for the support. That's dope. She's from Kenya. She lives in Switzerland. Thank you. Um, let's see here. Holly Gators says, George Floyd was a case of police brutality. Thank you. Like I said, people are going to try and figure out any ways to make this situation fit. Um, at the end of the day, like I said, if she wants to march for him and a section of the Nigerian community wants to march for him, that's fine. My Nigerian ass, I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? It, to me, it's two totally different situations. But like I said, George Floyd was never a martyr for me. And I've even talked about how I do not like the fact that they're deifying him. I've spoken about this. You know what I'm saying? That was the catalyst for what started a lot of revolution in this country. But the whole worshiping him and turning him into a statue. And I've never agreed with none of that. So, again, people are going to reach and go out their way to try and, you know, conflate issues because they want Toby to be supported. No, you need to go to a white woman's stream and tell her to, you know, get her white sisters together and go down to Miami and march with y'all. I'm not doing it. Okay. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, uh, June Terrell sent 1999. She says, I'm a Nigerian woman and Igbo married to a Nigerian Igbo man. We're not marching for him. I wish the family the best, but you won't find us in the streets. Ooh, thank you so much for that super chat. I appreciate it. Now, that's an Igbo woman because I believe he's Igbo. I'm Yoruba, but I believe he's Igbo. So even the Igbo, you know what I'm saying, sister saying that her and her husband are not marching because people are tired of the disrespect. Again, you have to watch the, um, the energy that you put out there. And yes, thank you for clearing that up, uh, Queen of the Gram. The woman, not saying that it's right, but the woman that George Floyd did rob was a white woman. So thank you for clearing that up. Um, but yeah, people are tired of the disrespect. And that's the thing. We don't care where it's coming from. If it's coming from an African-American person, a Caribbean person, an African person, we have to have some type of code. People are tired of the disrespect. You know, I don't watch Fresh and Fit. I don't know them like that, but I see when they go viral and the things that they said, I've seen them posted on the shade room and things like that. It's like, we, we have to get on code. It's not okay. And people have to watch the type of energy that you put out there. You know, so I think this should be a lesson to start talking to your young sons to watch the things that they tweet and to understand, okay, fine. We, I understand you live in the suburbs. A lot of white girls out here, we understand you're going to date outside your race. But you should have enough instilled in your kids for them to understand that, one, they're still black. They came from a black mother. They have black siblings, black cousins, and everything else. You don't ever disrespect your race to uplift another. How hard is that? I think that really should be the lesson from all of this, is that we should be talking to our sons and our daughters and letting them know, okay, fine, you want to date outside your race, that's cool. 
But understand at the end of the day, you're still a black person and you still need to carry yourself with respect and still have respect for the race that you come from. Because again, that white girl's not going to get online and disrespect white men. That white man's not going to get online and disrespect white women. So at some point in time, we have to check our kids, especially while they're young and, you know, junior high, high school, and they're dating. So that way this doesn't repeat. Because again, those tweets have come back to haunt him, literally. So you can't get mad because I'm like, I'm, I'm not co-signing that. I've never co-signed that. I don't care whose mouth it comes from. If you're dating outside your race and you're disrespecting your own, that is a turnoff for me. I don't respect it. Queen of the Gram says whites talk on the low, not on the gram. Right. Even if they feel that way. Exactly. They may feel like, okay, I'm with, you know, uh, Ming Su, you know, fuck all these Beckys. I just want Asian women. That's fine. But they're not going to get, they're not going to go publicly and disrespect white women. They're not going to be tweeting just because they're dating Ming Su. And that's all I'm saying. Like, stop publicly disrespecting your own race. It's, it's, it's embarrassing at this point. Uh, let's see here. Um, but yeah, thank you, sis. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, DJ E says, I'm late to the show. I forgot you were going live today. By the way, you're looking good. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, El Renee says, where is Kevin Samuels? The men on the podcast are all quiet now. But if it was a black woman, I'm sure it'd be different. It'd be a different story. Mm. I don't watch him. So I don't, you know, like I said, the people calling in and getting their feelings hurt. I don't get it. But I didn't know all these people were quiet. That's very interesting. Because I wonder if it was a black woman killed by her white king. <laughs> Child, they'd be all types of fake pieces. Uh-huh. You thought going to the other side was better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they'd be all types of think pieces if the if the rail if the races were reversed. I didn't know all these people were quiet. That's very interesting. So thank you. I don't watch them, but thank you. Um, Blocky Anna's boyfriend. I didn't know I had a boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> Blockiana's boyfriend apparently lives in Canada and he sent $22.22. Thank you. He says, sounds sacrificial to me. Full moon in Libra is happening now. Libra, the sign of relationships and court cases. Squaring Pluto, planet of the death in psychology. It's literally a psychotic, obsessive relationship gone awry. Mm, that's deep. And there's even a thing, too, like around Easter, a lot of relationships are tested. It's something about the energy, you know, like relationships, like a relationship with God and, you know, the the people turning on Jesus and him being crucified. It's, it's an energy with that, too, because I think that's kind of what happened with the Rihanna situation. We're going to segue into that in just a moment. Um, let's see here. Thank you for the super chat, though. My boyfriend. <laughs> um, that Dap TV. Hey, he says, what's up, T? First live I've caught in a while. You're coming through with straight facts as usual. Love you, sis. Love you, too. And thank you for coming through. It's good seeing you here. Um, Aliyah Lathan says, I think black women should stop marching for men, good or bad in general. We are women, not warriors. We try to be superheroes way too often. Yeah, I can see that. I think it just really depends on the situation, you know, um, it just really depends on the situation. 
I think at this point, though, a lot of black women are starting to stop the marching thing because they feel like it's not reciprocated. You know, like they're out there fighting for like when black men get shot or assaulted or done wrong. But then if it's a black woman going through the same thing, the energy's different. You know, it wasn't until people started shaming on social media that finally people took Breonna Taylor's situation more seriously. Then it was, you know, protect black women. We need to march for Breonna Taylor. But at first it was only about George Floyd. And um, uh, what's the other guy, the other young man in Atlanta? His name is, I see his face, but his name is leaving me right now. The one that got killed by the two white guys. They were only talking about those two for a while. And then they finally t- started talking about Breonna Taylor. So I definitely get why people are saying that. You know, because we have to support. We have to support all the way around. You know, this divisiveness is not a good thing. And that's what bothers me. You know, the xenophobia, the the racism, the men versus women, black women versus men. It's all about dividing and conquering. It's all divisiveness. Thank you, um, Ahmad Aubrey. I couldn't, I see his face. I see his smile. I see his gap. I just always forget his name in my mind. But thank you, Ahmad Aubrey. So that's the thing we have to to support. You know what I'm saying? Whoever's a victim of what, we should all come out. You know, that's why I was saying in my last stream that I felt like protect black women has been bastardized. Because again, you can't just scream it when it's your favorite celebrity. You can't just scream it when it's Meg Thee Stallion or Jada Pinkett. When there's regular black women out here being disrespected. If you're going to scream it, you need to stand by that. You know, so that's that's one thing I feel. Um, let's see here. But thank you for the super chat. Um, Lou Dodson199 says, it's fish and funky, not fresh and fit. Oh, my gosh. Y'all are a mess. Um, thank you for the super chat. Um, Andrea B. sent 499 says, wasn't the family arguing with people on Twitter and calling people a kata after they were calling out his tweets and stuff? I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, they might have. I don't know. I didn't follow up with the family like that. Um, I know there was like a lot of discussion about the whole um, Akata thing. Let me see here. Okay, ma'am. Um, I don't even know. Y'all was arguing about something. But um, as far as, because I've seen people arguing about that, but I don't know what the family was saying because I didn't follow up. Nobody sent me any of those. But I know they were like, he had some other tweets saying, you know, using the word Akata. And then there's like a lot of back and forth. I've seen people going back and forth, even on my Instagram about the meaning of the word. And I know there was a girl on there and she was saying, oh, it just means African-American. And that's not necessarily true because, again, I feel, and this is coming from me as a Nigerian, it's derogatory because people don't use that in like a in like a manner. It's almost like if you think about like the word nigga, right? There's like different terms, right? Some people say it's a terms with endearment, like, oh, my nigga. But then a lot of times when people be like, oh, them niggas over there, that nigga, you know what I mean? It's not usually necessarily always used as a term of endearment. And I feel the same way with that word because I've been caught that and I'm Nigerian because they feel like a lot of Nigerian people who were raised in America, 
because this is our culture. You know what I'm saying? We're raised here in America. We're raised around African-Americans. They've used that word to cut down other Nigerian people. So I think that word is derogatory. So I don't think there's anything wrong with African-Americans, you know what I'm saying, understand that that word is derogatory and that they're not okay with it. Because I noticed they only use that word for Nigerian Americans. They'll call us a kata, you know what I'm saying, because we might have grew up in the hood or we're around more African-Americans, but they don't use that word for British Nigerians. See, it's like if you're Nigerian and you have a British accent, it's okay. But if you're Nigerian and you have an American accent, you're an Akata. So to me, it's been used as very derogatory. So I don't, I don't co-sign that word at all. And don't let people fool you when they try and say, oh, it's just a word for African-Americans. No. When we want to address African-Americans, you say American Black. That's how they address. Like if you're just saying, um, like, is, okay, we're, like what's that person's background? Oh, they're an American Black. That means they're an American Black person. That's how you address an African-American. When you're saying Akata, you're saying ghetto, ratchet, cotton picker. That's what that means. So, yeah. I, so, yeah, if you hear people calling you that, that's, that's not a good thing. And like I said, I know it's derogatory because why would you call me that and I'm Nigerian? You're trying to low-key disrespect me or make it seem like, you know, I'm not a part of the culture. Because, you know what I'm saying, because of where I'm from or how I grew up. So it's very derogatory. And people also need to understand, too, that people from other countries, we lead with our ethnicity. Only in America, American people lead with color. Like, I'm Black, I'm white, I'm, you know, Asian, whatever, right? Black American people lead with color. So when people from other ethnicities, from like the Caribbeans, from Africa, South America, we're taught to lead with our ethnicity. So when people say I'm not black, they're not saying that they're not black, like, oh, I'm not black. Well, clearly I'm black, I'm dark skin, right? What they're saying is I'm not black, meaning I'm not African-American. I'm not black American. Because when you say black in America, that is a term for African-American. So a lot of people need to understand that. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the xenophobia to me on social media is really disgusting when really it just needs to be a dialogue. So it's not like these people are saying they're not black, like they think they're better than. They're saying they're not black, meaning that they're not African-American. I'm Jamaican. I'm Trinidadian. I'm Nigerian. I'm from Ghana. I'm Gahainian. I'm Zimbabwean. Because everywhere else, they're taught to lead with their ethnicity. And then even like in Nigeria, okay, fine, you're Nigerian. Then the next question is, what is your tribe? Then it's I'm Igbo, I'm Hausa, I'm Yoruba, I'm Fulani. So then it even gets down to those nuances. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. So that's the thing. Thank y'all. Like, I'm, I really want to break that down so people understand. Like, you know, a lot of, like, people take so much offense to stuff without even understanding. Like, when people say that, because around the world, when you hear the word Black, that is synonymous with America, and African-Americans, it's not to disrespect and say that, no, we're not black. Clearly, we're black. When you come from a country or a continent where everybody's black, that's silly to say I'm black. Well, everybody in Africa damn near is black. So they break things up by ethnicity. Like, we understand you're black, but what kind of black are you? I'm Kenyan. I'm Zimbabwean. I'm South African. Same with the Caribbeans, because there's more black people there. So they're not going to just say they're black. They're going to say, you know, I'm, from, I'm Trini. 
I'm, you know, Dominican. I'm, you know, they're going to say what part of the islands that they're from. So, yeah, yeah, tribalism, all that stuff. It's it's very strong. So I just want people to understand that. But yeah, the but yeah, I saw people arguing about that in my Instagram and the girl kept trying to say, "Oh no, it just means African American." No, Akata does not just mean African American. So no. When you want to call somebody, when you want to address African American when we're talking, you say American black. Because they're an American black person. You're not going to call them Akata. That is very very derogatory. And I don't play that. When people try and joke and say little stuff, I check them right there and then. Like, you're not going to do that. There's definitely like this, this weird hierarchy, you know, with people who grew up in America versus people who grew up back home. It's sad. But it's like just a division everywhere, you know? And it's, it's really sad. It's not okay. I eat the same foods. You know what I'm saying? Egusi soup. Fufu. I've posted pictures of me and my kids eating fufu. We eat fufu all the time. That's like my main diet. Jalof rice, all that stuff. So yeah, it's just it's it's sad. People don't understand, and that's the thing. Yes, uh, uh, Latifa, it's division, and that's all it is. It's just division to to separate people. Yes, pounded yam. We had some the other day, honey. <laughs> yes, Emma and the goosey soup, <laughs> all that stuff. You know, but people will act like because you know. You weren't raised there that you're an Akata. And it's like, no, that's not okay. So I just, I just hate, I hate it. I just hate the, the xenophobia. I just hate the the division that I see sometimes on social media. I, I tend to stay out of the diaspora wars. You know what I'm saying? I don't get involved in them because I think both sides come off, you know, very ignorant at times and very disrespectful to each other. You know what I mean? So that's why it's like, for me, I won't tolerate it here. I have people who rock with me from all facets. Y'all say I get excited when people send a super chat like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm starting to recognize like the money from different countries now, like South Africa, Zimbabwe. Like, I love the fact that so many people from all around the world rock with this channel. You know what I'm saying? Black, white, Latino. And that's what it should be about, you know, learning from each other. Uh, let's see here. Bree Slay in the chat says, my baby's dad's father made fufu and that shit was good as hell. He's full Nigerian. Last name is Okolo. Okay. That's what's up. So you've had some fufu. That's good. Everybody's naming all their dishes from their country. I love it. That's how it should be. All right. So let me go ahead. Oh my, I've been on here for an hour and 25 minutes. Oh my gosh. I did not realize I've been on here that long. We got over 8,000 people watching. Thank y'all so much for coming through on this good Saturday. Oh, my goodness. I still have a few more stories, y'all. But I just want to really to talk about that situation because it just didn't sit well with me. Um, let's see here. Oh, Juntaro sent another 499. She says, some Nigerians used to call me Akata because I sound like a white girl raised in Cali until they realize I understand my Igbo culture and language. Right. Right. And that's that's why I say, no, I'm not going to sit here and lie to African-American people and act like, oh, that's not a bad word. That's not derogatory. No, it is. Because why would you use that towards other Nigerians who grow up in the States? I I hate that. You know what I'm saying? Because I would get that, too. And it's like, no, bitch, I know my culture. I can understand your but just fine. Like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely I'm glad other people can relate. So thank you for making that point. Like, yeah. And then they realize, like, damn. She really can understand Yoruba, or damn, we can't just talk shit about her. Like, hold on, what you say? 
You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it, it's crazy. So I'm never going to sit here and lie to people and be like, oh, yeah, that, that's a term of endearment. No, the hell it's not. I've never felt, you know, that that was endearing when somebody called me that. So I get where African-American people come from when they get offended by it. I'm Nigerian. I get offended by it. I will cuss your ass out. You call me some shit like that in the real world, face to face. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, that's not cool. So thank you for the super chat. Um, oh, somebody. Okay, so Sandra, Sandra, excuse me. Odulami, she's Nigerian. She says they call us Nigerians raised in the UK. Ajabara. Huh. I didn't know that. I always thought that they liked it Nigerian, like UK Nigerians, but I've always felt that way. Cause like my cousins who were raised in the UK, like they always got praised for their accents. And, oh, they sound so smart. And oh, they call elevators lifts. Like, I don't know. They always got praised. But then all of us who grew up in the States, that always made it seem like, you know, like we were just ghetto and and you know but they were somehow better so i didn't know they had names for y'all too well thank you for the super chat y'all are educating me honey because i thought they had the uk nigerians on a pedestal <laughs> so that's what i'm saying it's just a bunch of bullshit <laughs> um let's see here let's see Ajab yeah I, I never heard of that ajabodo that's that's interesting you learn new stuff every day. Somebody else in the chat says, and Aja Kapo, never heard of it. That's very interesting. Yeah, because I always thought that they kind of put, you know, UK Nigerians on the pedestal. So that's interesting. They call y'all that too, huh? See? Learning from each other. I love it. All these dice, you know, all these conversations that need to be had that people don't even know. Um, let's see here. Baby G sent $20. She says they accused Lauren of being a sugar baby when that man killed her. Come to find out the date drugged her and she overdosed and passed out. She was just a normal girl. Oh, you're talking about the young girl that the white dude, I heard about that. Did, so was he arrested? Because he called and was like, yeah, she just, you know, I just found her dead. Yeah, I remember people were dragging her online because she was young, pretty girl. I watched some of her YouTube videos. But yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw some of the dragging that she got. But with this situation, you know, he's just a total victim and, you know, everything else. Which he is a victim, but, you know, they got to also understand why Black women are not co-signing the nonsense either. Um, a Siri Watts in the chat says me as an Asian, I've learned a lot from your channel, ma'am. Oh, that's dope. Thank you so much. See, I got people here from all, all ethnicities. Thank you. But yeah, I remember that Lauren Smithfield case. That was sad. That was sad. You're welcome. Oh, shit. Bitch. Sorry, ain't nobody talking to you. You see how these phones do that scared the hell out of me. Why would she just start talking and say, you're welcome? I didn't ask you for your, I didn't ask you anything. Uh-uh, that's scary. I don't like, I hate these smartphones. Because they just sit here listening to stuff. Y'all heard her? Come, she came out of nowhere. Like, like she was talking to my subscriber. You're welcome. We're not talking to you. They thanking me, Surrey. Oh, that scared me. I do not like these smartphones at all. Mm-mm. 
See, that's why I need to go back to my Android because Bixby don't do that. It'd be Surrey's always popping up, listening to shit and talking when nobody asks her nothing. <laughs> that legit skin the hell out of here. I was like, ah. <laughs> okay, let me see here. Um, Nicole says, this is such a good topic to touch on. Much love to you, lovely tea. Blessings to you always. Keep talking about the topics that need to be at the forefront. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you. And I'm glad we're able to have these conversations. Um, let's see here. I can uh, send $50. Thank you so much. Says, I'm a second generation Nigerian and my parents are Igbo. My mom used to use the word Akata to describe African-Americans. It annoys me. Nigerians always think they're better than blacks, but be trying to emulate them in their Nigerian movies. Mmm. Not ready for that conversation. But thank you so much for the super chat, sis. Yeah. That's why I want people to know, like, yeah, people are calling you that. No, that's not a good word. It's not a term of endearment at all, you know? So I'm glad we can have these type of conversations. Uh, it's Harley sent 50 bucks, says I made it to the live. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the $50 super chat. And I'm glad that you made it here. I think I'm going to end up going two hours because I still have to talk about these other stories. Um, let's see here. Uh, 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 so many good comments. Um, let me get to the next story here. Give me just a second. Because I want to finish talking about all this stuff. So we got that. Got that. Oh, we got to talk about the fashion writer. So the other day, it spread like wildfire on social media that ASAP Rocky had cheated on Rihanna. Everybody posted it, but guess who didn't post it? <laughs> Lovely tea. Um, and even my girl, she, you know, the one who's helping run my Instagram page, she's like, do you see Rihanna's trending? Should we post this? And I said, absolutely not. Okay, we're not in the business of being first without facts or proof. I'm not buying it until Rihanna comes out and says that she has dumped ASAP Rocky. I'm not posting the story. So we ignored the story. We didn't post it. Then come to find out it was a complete lie. And this fashion uh, person, uh, this messy blogger, was the person who started that lie. So now they're trying to cop, please. And I think the only reason why they're apologizing is because Rihanna's lawyers probably hit them on the forehead would a cease and desist or get sued? So let me pull this up here real quick. Like this situation was just messy and it wasn't even needed. That's the sad part. And people were attacking the lady too, Amina. They said that ASAP was, was cheating with Amina, who's a shoe designer. And people were on her Instagram. Let me show y'all just some of these screenshots. They were on her Instagram dragging her. I took screenshots just to show y'all how messy the internet is. They don't even need proof. They'll just already condemn you just because it's the cool thing to do. Here goes one of the screenshots. Um, somebody says, you just had to trash 900 likes. Y'all are here from Twitter too. 500 likes. Amina, this better not be true. 93 likes. You better be joking. 364 likes. Those cheating rumors aren't true, right, Amina? There's another set here. Pull these up. Yeah, they were dragging this woman based off of a rumor. So here goes another set. Um, they're saying, oh, the irony under one of her pictures. It was a picture of Rihanna's baby bump. 
And then somebody else wrote, you dead. Another person put a bunch of snake emojis. It had over 2,000 likes. Um, somebody else wrote, yikes. Other people said, I'm here for the comment with 1,000 likes and popcorn. You know, it's just, it's really disgusting how people behave on social media. They don't need no proof. Just read it on a random blog. That's all they need. Just because somebody said it, it just has to be true. So they attacked this woman all night. I, I popped in and out of her of her page. But now the person who started the rumor, he's copping, please. Let me go ahead and pull that up. Okay, here we go. Let me share my screen real quick here. So this is the man who started everything. Excuse me. Fashion writer Louis Pisciano apologizes for spreading reckless Rihanna and ASAP Rocky rumor. So he wrote wrote a whole dissertation. So let me go to Twitter. This is what he wrote. Get y'all's tiny violins out, y'all. Tiny violins. Hi, y'all. So I'd like to address the situation last night. I made a dumb decision to tweet some information that I had received. I'm not going to talk about the source. I blame others or blame others for a discussion that was started, etc. Because at the end of the day, I made the decision to draft the tweet. I pressed send and put my name on it. So I'd like to formally apologize to all the parties involved with my actions for my reckless tweets. I fully accept the consequences for my actions, for my tweets and any harm they caused. I have no excuse for it. I've been way too wrapped up in Twitter drama and unfortunately leaned into being messy as a brand, which is something going forward I'm going to move away from. I'm going to take some time away from Twitter to figure out what to figure out what looks like and how I can start using my platforms better is I've gotten away from using them for more positive work. Again, I apologize to them for this unnecessary drama. Sir, take a Xanax and get the hell up on my face. First of all, you're a brand, you're a fashion designer and a writer, okay? You chose to post that because you knew one, it was about Rihanna and ASAP. You knew that you had a big enough following um, now he doesn't have a blue check mark, but he has a decent sized following, you know, 21,000 followers. And he knows how messy social media is. So instead of waiting for Rihanna to come out and say that she actually broke up with ASAP, you chose to divulge that information with no proof. I believe that Rihanna and them probably came at him with the threat of a lawsuit. Hence why he's backtracking and pussy popping. And this is why people need to be responsible because This is a random person in the so-called industry who just decided to tweet this and blogs like The Shade Room, Hollywood Unlocked, and so many others ran with it without even trying to verify the source, verify if it was real. And they have the act and they have access to people like Rihanna and um, ASAP. I don't. Rihanna probably don't know who the hell I am. So I can't just reach out to her and be like, hey, Rihanna, is this true? But I bet you The Shade Room could. I bet you Hollywood Unlocked could. That She's been on their platform. And people still ran with the rumor. And to me, what's even more disgusting is that this woman is pregnant. 
and to have everybody in the world attacking her baby's father, you know, telling her she's stupid. That's what she gets. She should have expected that from a colorist. Um, going in on ASAP when he hadn't really done anything and then attacking that Amina woman. I mean, some of the comments on there were just disgusting. You know, the folks attacking her and she had done nothing wrong. So, I mean, the guy who did this, I'm not buying his apology. I think it's bullshit. He knew what he was doing. He was looking for clicks and retweets. But now that he's probably been threatened with a lawsuit, now he's trying to apologize. So let me read to y'all what Amina had to say about the situation. Give me just a second to share this. So this is Amina, the woman who was accused of cheating. So Amina says, I've always believed that an unfounded lie spread on social media doesn't deserve any responsive clarification, especially one that is so vile. I initially assumed that this fake gossip fabricated with such malicious intent would not be taken seriously. However, in the last 24 hours, I've been reminded that we live in a society that is so quick to speak on topics regardless of factual basis and that nothing is off limits, not even during what should be the most beautiful and celebrated time in one's life. Therefore, I have to speak up as this is not only directed towards me, but it is related to people that I have a great amount of respect and affection for. While Rhee is continuing to live her serene, best-dressed pregnancy life, I go back to my business and wish everyone a beautiful Easter weekend, Amina. So that is what Amina had to say about the situation. And I totally agree with her. And the sad part is that's how people do. You know, I've been through the same thing. People will rush, send you all types of, you know, just cussing you out, death threats. You're everything but a child of God. It's like, well, damn, where's the grace? Have I not been here long enough? Have I not put in enough work for y'all to at least, you know, give me some grace and understand that the bullshit that's being said, that I'm better than that and that it's not true? And I bet you anything, all them same people who are attacking that woman, you think them same idiots are going to go back and apologize and say, I'm sorry for the, the for the nasty messages I posted on your page. I'm sorry that I did this. So I'm sorry that I accused you of something that you didn't do. Absolutely not. They're going to go back to business as usual and they're going to be in her comments hitting like. Oh, them is some bad shoes, girl. Knowing they was just cussing her out the day before. People are fake as fuck, especially on social media. And I think that's really sad. But I, I feel it. You know, why even address a lie? When you know the shit is just so far-fetched, why speak on it? Bitch, I know my character. If you don't know my character by now, I don't know what to tell you. So I don't blame her for just sitting back and just watching all this fuckery. You know, and that's the sad part, that a lie will get halfway around the world before the truth even has a chance to tie up his shoes and run behind that lie. And also, let's not forget that the lie is always far juicier than the truth. See, it's juicier to say that ASAP Rocky, you know, dropped the bag or effed up the bag by cheating on Rihanna with a shoe designer than it is to believe that actually he's not cheating on her. They have a good relationship and they're excited for the birth of their baby. And that this fashion designer is a liar. Now, you notice that's not trending. Because I went on Twitter today. Let me check now. Maybe it's trending now. But I've been on Twitter off and on all morning. It's not trending at all. Let me take y'all back to Twitter real quick. This, this truth hasn't trended at all today. Here's Twitter. Cardi's trending. Pop sugar, 
Khloe Kardashian, Coachella, now Kurt Angle is trending. Rihanna didn't trend at all today. But when it was found out that supposedly ASAP was cheating, ASAP, Rihanna, Amina, they were the top three trending topics worldwide. But now that the truth is out there, crickets. Because again, the truth is not as juicy as that lie. And that's the sad part. And that's why for me, I believe in having integrity in whatever you report. I don't care how small you are as a blogger, a vlogger, or YouTuber. If you want to report on news, it's okay to wait a day. You know what I mean? Weirdos, reanimate videos. Oh, Rihanna's being cheated on at eight months pregnant by ASAP Rocky. They reanimate videos because, again, it's all about money. It's all about clicks and views. Now, let's see how many of them same people who made videos are going to come back and say, uh, well, it wasn't true. No, they're going to leave them same videos up there. They're not going to take them down because they know it garnered the money. And that's really what it's turned into on social media. It's about clicks and views and just getting money. Nobody wants to research. Nobody wants to, you know, because it's too much work. It's just quicker to just drop a quick five-minute video and say, you know, Benzino's gay. Rihanna's getting cheated on and get clicks and views and actually go down and edit and research and find out, well, how did this gay rumor start? How did we get here with Benzino? So it's, it's sad. And I feel bad for Rihanna because, again, she's pregnant. And the only thing she should be focusing on is her pregnancy. Um, TMZ reported that she was spotted coming from Barbados uh, with uh, ASAP. So, I mean, they're still together. They're still together. But it's sad that people, you know, really spread that rumor yesterday and, and attacked that woman and, you know, clown Rihanna, attacked ASAP. And it was all based off of some weird fashion blogger. I've never heard of him. But, you know, he got the attention that he wanted. And it's sad. But that's the world that we're living in. So let me go ahead and get on to the next topic here. Because I've been on here for a while, y'all. I want to talk about this Mano situation. This dude's a clown. So once again... We got a black man out here. He's doing an interview with Angela Yee. I think it's the lipstick service, lip service. And he's talking about his sexual fantasies. And his sexual fantasies includes being called, I guess, a slave, getting whipped by master's wife. Some weird shit, child. Let me go ahead and play this for y'all. You can't make this up. <laughs> what are you talking about? It did four years. Did you like that? Huh? No, what was the role play? Yeah, the role yeah, play. What was the role? This feels like it's gonna be so wrong. It's so wrong. I'm gonna tell you right now. I've oh never God. talked about this. Uh oh. Ah oh, shit. <laughs> I like to be like a runaway slave. Okay, no. Man, oh, oh shit. Oh my God. <laughs> I like to play like a runaway slave. Okay. I like to play like a, diso a disobedient slave with a white woman. So tell me, like, what you say? Yes, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I says two. It's 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 two of them. Like it's like me getting whooped, right? You get whooped. It's like like I play like you whip. But most of them don't want to play like that. This is yeah. I was gonna say, what white woman goes along with this? They don't want to play like that. They don't. Okay. Want, this is my. It's like, listen. You're gonna <laughs> act like your master's your your master's uh, husband, uh, wife. And I'm the one. And I just husband. got whooped by master for uh, eyeballing okay. you. Uh, but the whole time you've been really. 
You know you, you been you eyeballing like me anyway. You've been eyeballing me. Oh, uh, this sounds like some freaky porn. I'm interested. Right, this is freaky shit. And then yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna come all sweaty, right? Just finished getting whooped, and you're gonna say, No, Billy Joe, no. No, Billy Joe, no. Nasty's <laughs> not gonna like it. He's not gonna like it. That's what you want to do. This is all script. Yeah, it's all script. So I'm so white women have gone along with this and done this. Child, I, we, that's enough. Y'all get the point. Now, what I found very interesting about this is this isn't rare at all. Because I said, well, damn, is Mano just a weirdo? There were people who were commenting on Twitter, like white girls. They were being honest that they've been asked this by black men. Let me show y'all these. I had to screenshot it because I couldn't believe it. So Mano's not the only one with this weird slave fantasy. So look at this tweet. I took a screenshot. So the white girl says, as a cam girl, the first time a black man asked me to do that, I was so angry. I blocked him. I was shocked. But y'all, this has happened over 20 times now from different people just over the last year. It's a bigger thing than you think. I'm telling you, I had to put, I had to Put it in my no list. She's got that many requests from guys for her to act like the master's wife. That it's part of her no list. But then look at this weirdo underneath. Don't kink shame. He's accusing her of kink shaming because she doesn't want to participate in the fuckery. So then she says, I honestly really want to understand this kink dudes have. Is it a way to be dominated or are you dominating the white woman by making her act in a way she knows is wrong? He really accused her of kink shaming. But now let me show you this other one. I, you can't make this stuff up. So this man says this on Twitter. He says, we have the same kink. Unfortunately, it's very difficult to find white women who are willing to play along. My ex-wife was the great, great, great granddaughter of a prominent plantation owner. So slavery was in her blood. I haven't found a new woman who can fully, who can fulfill my fantasy since. What? So I guess apparently this is like a real thing for some, not all, of course, black guys where they want to live out this slave fantasy. The thing that's bothering about this is that it's not really a fantasy because if you understand the context of slavery, over 40% of white women also own slave. They participated in the slave trade. A lot of people don't talk about that. They just always talk about white men and what they did during the slave trade. White women were also slave owners as well. And some of them were very, very abusive to these black slaves. White women, um, you can go research this. It's nothing I'm making up. They would also take their anger out on black female slaves because a lot of times the husbands would be sleeping with the, with the black female slaves. So they would whoop them, cut off their ears, abuse them. But then when the husband wasn't looking, a lot of them were jumping on that black peen as well. Okay. In the, in the damn shack in the field. A lot of them were, were creeping with the black slaves and the black bucks too. So, I mean, I, I guess, I, you know, I guess it's some type of kink. But, you know, every kink is based in some form of reality. So it's not really a kink because it was really happening in history. A lot of the male slaves were getting sexually assaulted 
by not only the white female slave owners, but also the white male slave owners. They were also raping and abusing, sorry, the R word, and abusing black male slaves as well. Even as a form of dominance on the plantation, they would butt break them so that way the other slaves would be too scared to revolt. So this is, it's very strange. So after Maino got a bunch of backlash for his foolishness, he then tried to play it off and claim it was a joke. All I see is two weirdos in this car, him and Jim Jones. Both of these men are, damn, well, I know Jim Jones is damn near 50. I don't know how old Mano is, but they're too old to be joking like this, I guess, honey. So Jim Jones says, this is my friend Django. You might know him as Mano Hustle Hard. What he was trying to say was LOL, LOL, LOL. I mean, like, how old are we? Are we four? LOL, LOL, LOL. Y'all don't know, y'all can't take a joke. Hmm? You niggas can't take a joke. Hmm? That's what I said. That's what I said. You, you niggas ain't got no, no sense of humor. I told him. That's what I told him, too. You, you, you niggas ain't got no, you don't like to play around? Well, I do. Was it a fantasy? Was it like, it never happened. Fantasy bowl, like fan duel, like fantasy football, like mm -hmm. just maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all let me come back on the screen so of course once he's getting heat and people call him coons um people were saying things like sir we need you to check your temperature let me show y'all this they were dragging the shit out of Mano on twitter all over social media i feel like when i seen this meme they're like Mano, check your temperature <laughs> The little coon picture. So, you know, now he wants to play it off as a joke. He was dead serious. Like, you know, if you're going to say some bullshit like that, own it. Don't then come out, you know, a day later because you don't like the response and say, oh, it was just a joke, you guys. Y'all niggas don't know how to take a joke. No, we know how to take, we can take a joke just fine. But that wasn't a joke. You were being dead serious. But see, he thought people were going to praise him and be like, oh, yeah, I have that kink and that fetish too. No, just the weirdos, you know, said that. But the majority of the black population drug him. So when he got drug all over the shade room and all over, you know, social media, he tried to play it off as a joke. You know, like I said, people can do whatever they want to do in their bedroom as long as it's grown consenting adults. But my thing is, why does everything you do in the bedroom, why does that need to be discussed? Like, you could have kept that fantasy kink to yourself. You didn't have to talk about it. And this is another reason why a lot of people are really hating some podcasts. Because some of these podcasts, they don't talk about anything. It's just always like the most, like, just gutter shit is all they talk about on podcasts who you fucking, what's your favorite position. It's, there's like nothing of substance with certain podcasts. You know, like he really could have came on there and really talked about some real stuff or gave advice to young boys about, you know, not creating broken homes and sleeping around and just really gave some like real advice as an OG. And instead you're like, yeah, I want a white girl to, you know, treat me like a slave and just beat me. <laughs> like what? <laughs> you can't make this shit up. I'm like, what the hell? This is the same man who made up the song Hi Hater? Like, come on, Mano. I expect better. You from Brooklyn. Like, really? I just thought that was just, that was so silly. That was just so silly. So anyways, child, let me, I'm over, Mano. Let me go ahead and talk about this last story. Then I got to get up out of here. Um, Jocelyn Hernandez. If you guys do not know, she is currently being sued. Remember, she talked all that fly shit when she beat up that girl 
was bragging about it, you know, said she had every right to put hands and feet on her and that she couldn't be sued because, you know, they signed an NDA. Okay. NDA my ass. This just came out today. So Jocelyn Hernandez is being sued. They said, uh, Jocelyn Hernandez sued. She whooped our asses in an ambush. Dancers claim beat down on TV set. Now, remember, the day it happened, she was talking tough. She says, I Mortal Kombat one hoe, pimp slap another one, push one into last night's episode, kick down a few to the ground. I slap fire out of everyone on that stage, me and my crew. Wait for it, Jocelyn's Cabaret Savage. So, I mean, she just went clowning these girls, talking mess. So, this is what's being reported. Four women who say that they were dancers on Jocelyn's Cabaret are accusing her of ambushing them on set and violently opening up a can of whoop ass in documents obtained by TMZ. The dancers claim that they showed up in high heels for the reunion show taping, but Jocelyn was waiting for them with hard bottom boots and launched an attack. One woman claims that Jocelyn violently kicked her in the ribs, while another claims Jocelyn dragged her by her hair and kicked her in the back, while the third dancer alleges that Jocelyn grabbed her by the neck and shoved her to the ground. According to the suit, the fourth woman got off relatively easily. She claims Jocelyn shoved her, but only threatened to do more harm. They also claim that Jocelyn even boldly bragged about the beatdown via social media. Um, during the alleged incident, they say that she repeatedly yelled Gucci gang, which they believe was a signal for the planned attack. They point out that Jocelyn used the phrase again in a post with an image of shoes that she wore during the alleged attack. So these were all the boots. And then you see where Jocelyn wrote Gucci gang. So now what's so interesting about this, because me and Emily, we did a podcast about this, um, I think like three weeks ago when everything first went down. But she swore her down that she could not be sued. But remember when everybody was praising her for checking Wendy Williams. But I wasn't. I thought it was bullshit. So it's very funny now that the chickens are coming home to roost. So let me go ahead. We're going to do a flashback. A live stream flashback. I feel like you don't be really rooting for us. You know, we feel like, and especially with me, every time I come on your show, you always want to compare me to another broad. I don't need to be compared. I've, I've made my own brand. I'm, I've made my own brand for years, you know? I've been out here for the, the past decade. I got my own show. I franchised my own show to another network. It's, I, I have the number one show in the country. I, I have know. an actual cabaret no, show. No, you have the number one show on like, Zeus, and you got renewed for a third the season. Number one show, to be the number one show in the country is Wendy. Okay. And I just want you to know that, I want you to know how I feel. I want you to know that I feel like every time I come on here- You feel undervalued? Well, so do I, okay? That's it, 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 you know what? Jocelyn, because you're part of pop culture, this is what I do. But if you possibly think that I leave here every day and don't feel undervalued for something that I do, you know, as a woman, we're not gonna even talk about race. Just as a woman, I still don't make that dollar for dollar men make. So please, anyway, shoe cam, please. Let me see your shoes. But stop, Jocelyn, Jocelyn. I'm making pretty cool money. I own my own show, so you should be doing the same thing. But as a woman to woman, woman to woman, and this is not about men, woman to woman, we should uphold each other higher, not go against each other or compare 
woman to other woman when every woman out here in the game, especially pop culture, is handling their business and is doing great. It's doing amazing. There's no other girl that came from television that came from, I came from the gutter. I came from the streets. I came from the gutter. Give me that respect, Miss Wendy Witness. Okay. We love you, but at the same time, you have to do better. You're not, in a, you're not in an abusive relationship anymore. You don't deal with that man anymore. You should be in a better place. And when people come on your show, especially black culture, you should be nicer to us, the ladies. You should respect us. You should give us our flowers while we're here. And you should tell us how proud you are of what we've done in the streets. Well, I'm not proud of all. And what I've been through makes me even harder on young women. Like, you can do better. Now, can we get back to the show at hand? Can I see your shoes, please? If that's how you want to go, Miss Wendy. Yes, that's I'll how I want to do it. Well, you have nothing to say about what, what my thing. I just said what I said. I don't apologize for anything. This is what I do. Let me see your shoes. Jocelyn! But you only do it, but you only do it for you only do it to the young black Spanish girls coming up. You don't do it to anybody else. I don't? No, you don't. You take it so much differently. That, that, first Spanish of all, that, that's not true. Jocelyn, that you take for people of color. Jocelyn. It's true. It's true. Here, here's a flower. Come on. There's a flower. I just gave you flowers. You should give me more flowers. You should give me more flowers. Okay, let me let me play. Wendy wasn't playing. Y'all, I don't forget shit. I don't forget nothing. I remember she was talking all this fly Tony shit. You know what I'm saying? And swung up and down that Wendy owed her something. So, and people was really praising Jocelyn. Gassing her up, saying, oh, you did the right thing. And she checked Wendy. I wasn't praising her because I saw the bullshit for what it was. Go to my part of the commentary. Opposed to just a regular strip club. So, long story short, this show is not about women empowerment. Like, I'm confused as to why she's acting like this is a show that's about to benefit the entire Black community. You know, it's a, it's another ratchet show like Love and Hip Hop. You know, every TV show out here has their fan base. I don't think there's anything wrong with the show, per se, or the concept. Let's not act like you, you have a show where you're grooming a bunch of future scientists, lawyers, and people who are going to make a big difference in society as opposed to people cloud chasing and looking for fame to spawn off their modeling career, Instagram career, rap career, and whatever else. Like, that's what a lot of these shows are based off of. But she's talking as if this is a whole show, you know, where women are just going to better themselves. So I was also able to find some clips of the show. So I'm going to go ahead and play them for you guys right now. Check this out. in my heart that getting to Atlanta, where I was at for so long, the performance, Jocelyn's Cabaret, is going to happen. I feel like the ladies from season two are going to understand. Portion? Twins? Twins. Yeah. Double homicide. No, she's I'm sorry. I forgot about you. You walked up here, bitch. You're trying to forget about me. Yeah, this is about me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So loose pussy Bitch, how you know that? Uh, clearly, you can't hold a baby in it. Oh, shit. Yeah, the bitch just got an abortion. And she popped that pussy right in front of my face. I was like, my blood clot gonna come out of there. Bitch, I ain't got no laugh. You guys just. All right, let me come back. <laughs> so I played that to show y'all that T. Rodamas was low key predicting. Like, uh, like the internet is just such a backwards place. So y'all are mad. They were mad at the time saying that Wendy Williams was being too mean to Jocelyn and, you know, not giving Jocelyn her props. And I'm thinking, okay, well, let me see these clips of this cabaret show. 
And I went to see the clips. I'm like, well, what are y'all mad at? Like, what is she giving props to? It's a ratchet show with girls fighting, cussing each other out. But because the internet gassed her up and made her think that she was that girl and she was doing something revolutionary, now she's being sued for $25 million. Because again, she wasn't grooming those girls for anything good. She was literally abusing them, talking them crazy, beating them up and thinking that she could get away with this because they signed an NDA. Like, that's not how it works. You can't physically abuse people just because they signed an NDA. You know, so it's very funny how karma's coming back to her. You know, the way that she treated those girls on the show and she thought that she couldn't be sued because that was one of the things that she said. She went and she deleted all her tweets. But we still got some of her old tweets um, that I read off on the podcast with me and Emily. But it's funny how she ran to go delete all of those tweets. Well, why not stand by your tweets? Because you were so bold the day before. And now she's actually being sued. And unfortunately, this is probably going to also affect Zeus Network. I would not be shocked if they also end up, you know, suing Zeus as well. You know, which is unfortunate because Zeus is owned by a black man and he's trying to get his network off the ground, even though, you know, he does promote a lot of ratchet stuff, you know, still owned by a black man who's trying to, you know, start his own network. And this is really sad that it's gotten to this point where now these girls have to come out and sue because of Jocelyn's behavior. But she's swapping down that Wendy owed her something. You're not respecting me and I'm a boss and I have my own show. Girl, this is not a show about, you know, future scientists, lawyers and doctors. So, like, just stop. And that's, you know, social media needs to stop co-signing bullshit. And hyping people up when they do stuff like that. Because I think ever since that Wendy situation and her getting hyped up all over the shade room and people co-signing what she said, it made her really feel herself. And in turn, she thought that she could abuse and talk to those girls any type of way. I have no, I don't know why anybody would want to go on that show and be talked to like that and treated like that. It's like she'll smile in their face and then turn around and just say all types of bullshit about them behind their back and then to their face if they get out of line. So it's a whole mess, child, which I don't forget shit. So I'm going to read these last few super chats. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I know I've been on here for over two hours. Um... Let's see here. Uh, Luma sent $6.99. Says, I caught your live while cleaning. Happy Sunday, everyone. Can't wait for the tea um, that you got on Viana. Thank you so much for the super chat. Thanks for coming through. London Pulliam says, T, I swear my phone be reading my mind. I can be thinking about something, and I swear it will pop up with the ad. Yes. My TV does that, too. It did that to me twice in one day, and I just, like, I turned off the TV after that. I was like, I'm not doing this. Because I was literally thinking about something and searching for something on my phone. And then the ad started playing on my television. All this shit is connected. You can't tell me that it's not. But thank you for the super chat. Um, Anta Chase Hardy says he caused his own career to end. Nobody is about to hire him. Mm. Thank you for the super chat. That must be about the fashion person who was writing those lies about Rihanna. I agree. Uh, Donna Dash says, to be honest, I don't think he did this alone. I think someone on Rihanna's team also let it slip. Oh, also set it up. It's too convenient that this is coming out. And Amina and Rihanna have a show line, have a shoe line coming out. I believe they're all in on it. Mm. I didn't know about the shoe line. That's very interesting. So thank you for that tea. Um, let's see here. Mr. Willie Earl says... Uh, hey, Africa, you're looking stunning in your yellow outfit. Makeup is beat. If this goes through, this young NWA2 profile 
just to send you a damn chat. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat. And thanks for coming through today. Appreciate you. Um, Hufflepuff sent a $5 super chat, a super sticker. Thank you for the super sticker. Laura Howard says, what in the hell? Been trying to send a super chat for 20 minutes. The gatekeepers can kick rocks. Well, I'm glad it finally came through. Yeah, you know YouTube is good for that. Well, they'll stop like my super chats from coming through. So thank you so much for trying and sending it in. I appreciate you. Uh, Judy sent 20 says, didn't Doja do something similar to this um, as a kink? Yeah, I remember when all that stuff came out with her and those incel guys, but she said that it wasn't true. So I don't know. But thank you for the super chat. Static Shot Nindy says, T, I'm in the BDSM community and lifestyle. And on my King profile, it says absolutely no race play. I don't play that. Ooh. Okay. So people are really into that type of stuff. That is so weird. That is so the white girl wasn't lying then when she said that a bunch of guys have came at her about that. That's very strange. People want to play, you know. I mean, I guess if it's like different races, like if it's something light. But the slavery thing, that's just really weird. Really weird. But thank you for the super chat. Uh, Laura Howard sent 10 says, T, this was depicted in the movie Mandingo. It's a very old but good movie. Okay. Well, thank you. I'm going to have to check that out. Thanks for the super chat. Um, Fly Phoenix says, remember the black and white couple who dressed the black man in shackles for their wedding. This is crazy. Love you, T. I did see that video that went viral. And they had the little mixed son. He was like the ring bearer. So the son walked and then the white lady walked and then he was like in shackles on all fours. I don't know what's going on with social media. It's insane. And it was like, there. I don't know if y'all saw the video and she's like in her wedding dress and he's like on all fours, like a shackled slave. Just very weird. I saw that. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Let's see here. Andrea B says, you'd be surprised I got asked to participate in a similar role by white men on dating apps. I'm a black woman. I couldn't do it. I've had men ask me to pretend to fight them back and scream, no, people are weird. Yeah, I know that whole R thing. They have R fetishes. And some women do too. You know, where they want somebody to creep into the house and act like they're Ring them. So yeah, there's all types of like really weird fetishes out there. So thank you. Um, Janarmi says, Tia caught your live. You look beautiful. Happy Easter. Thank you so much, sis. Thanks for coming through and happy Easter to you too. Um, Keisha says the show was never intended to empower women because Jocelyn isn't the type of person to empower anyone, especially calling them bitches and hoes, etc. Yeah. Jocelyn's all about Jocelyn. She was only using these women as a stepping stone to help prop up her show. This was not about empowerment because from what I found out from other people, I think Emily watches the show sometimes, but I know she follows a lot of the cabaret, a lot of the cabaret girls. And once they started building their own social media following, it seems like a lot of them, she wouldn't bring them back the next season or she'd have like a really bad attitude with them. If she felt like they were getting more shine than her or that they were building their own brand off of her platform. So, yeah, it's definitely not about empowerment. So I, I thought her whole rant against Wendy Williams was, like, really rich. Like, you're mad at Wendy about 
her not empowering you and her not giving you your roses and your flowers, what have you done besides act a fool on love and hip hop and now disrespect people on Jocelyn's cabaret? I, I can't think of anything else she's done, but she is a good mom. I will say that she does keep her daughter with her. She's a good mom. But other than that, I, I don't know what else she's done to like help society where she needs like all these roses. Um, let's see here. Travis Bass says Zeus Network doesn't need their channel anymore. If they are trying to work with Jocelyn, that speaks volumes on their character. Mm. Thank you for the super chat, love. Chrissy says Jocelyn acts like a crackhead from the Bronx. Hunts, point to be exact. I love you too. <laughs> Hunts point. Okay. I've never been there. I've been to the Bronx. But I haven't been to Hunts point. Make sure not to go that direction. <laughs> so thank you for the super chat. So, y'all, it has been a great stream. I got one more. Let me see here. Uh, hey, Brenda says, I feel bad for her daughter, Bonnie. She's going to have to break the generational the generational curses on both sides of her family. Mm, that's very interesting. Yeah, because her daddy's out here getting head during the interview. Her mama's getting sued. It's a mess, honey. It's a mess. But, y'all, thank y'all so much. Um, I'm sorry that this stream was so long. It went a little bit longer, but it was a lot of good conversations. And I hope you guys just, you know, learn and take things away from other people's cultures and just get to know more about other people, um, you know, just before writing them off. So once again, you guys have a happy Easter. Enjoy the time with your family. And I'll see you guys sometime next week. Talk to y'all later. Bye.